interrogation of a hip-hop album where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums put them on the stand see if they stood the test of time now let's see who we got on the stand today and welcome everyone to another episode of rap in order i'm first class reg i'm torian b man it feels good to say that again yes it's been a little been a little while right yeah man i went on my birthday vacation yeah how was that i went to new orleans i had mm-hmm. a good ass time man i ate a lot i ate i ate i finally gained a lot more weight than I wanted to, and for and for good prices, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I did a lot of sightseeing. Um, ate a lot. Um, I saw a nope. Oh yeah, how'd you feel about that? I I liked it. I I, I think I understood what was going on. Uh, to me, it was just that, like you know, we think that we can control beasts. Mm, okay. We can control what we don't know, and then they let us know. You yeah, know, it was like that joke uh, that Chris Rock says about uh, Siegfried and Roy. He was like, "Tiger went tiger." The tiger went tiger. That tiger <laughs> didn't go crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so I am interested in seeing that. I'm glad you had a great time while you were gone, and then when you came back, we had some time off because I got COVID. COVID spun the block on me. Yeah, you got the Rona. Um, yeah, so in that downtime, I was just watching a lot of TV. So I, wa- I finished watching Severance, which okay. was amazing. You ever heard of Severance? I watched it, man. It gave me so much anxiety. Yeah, yeah. It, it it did for me too, and it was kind of triggering. <laughs> so I watched that. I watched that uh, that new Cam show, Hip Hop My House. Oh, really? Yeah. How do you feel? Like, you I watched the whole thing. Have you ever seen Cameron's Square? <laughs> nah. Well, I've seen his kitchen and like one of his rooms um, when he was like on like Instagram and stuff. His kitchen is all red. Oh shit! That <laughs> might be too much. His kitchen is all red. Cabinets, everything. Sheesh! But it's like the way he did it is dope. So I didn't know that he had such an eye for uh, interior decorating, mm-hmm. but um, he does. So that makes sense that he does it. And yeah, I think a couple, didn't a couple other rappers have like a, a season? So no, so like it's his it's his show. So like he goes around with this other interior designer that kind of goes to these people's houses and they make designs in these people's houses based on their favorite rappers. So like, and then at the end of it, they surprise the people with the rapper. The rapper comes to the house. Oh, that's dope. So it's kind of cool. It's like 20, 25 minutes every episode. So I like ran through all of them shits. Okay. But it was fun. Um, but today we're getting into an album that um that you actually recommended. Um, yes. So it's from Rock Marciano. Rock Marci. Um, it's his second album called Reloaded. It was released in twenty twelve. Um. This album had production, of course, from Rock Marcy himself, because a lot of people don't really realize how involved he is with production. Right. Um, and he has production from Alchemist. He has production from Q-Tip on here. Um, this album was interesting because, like like I said, like I think a lot of people don't really realize how interesting Rock Marcy's background is. Um, he was signed to Flip Mode Squad, running around with Busta. But then he was signed to Carson Daly, who as a solo you know, artist. as a solo artist, four, five, six entertainment. Um, and that didn't work out for him. But then he had appearances with Wu Tang, he was running around with Pete Rock. So it's like he was like in these really interesting circles when he was coming up. And um, and he's been able to cultivate a sound that I think influenced um, I would say Griselda, 
the the later half of like coke rap of how we know it now mm-hmm. is influenced by rock marcy um so you got griselda you got Boldy, you got Freddie Gibbs, you got all these people that we listen to now that's so prominent mm-hmm. that owe that sound to Rock Marcy. Yeah, I think that um, he probably crafted a sound like with Al- Alchemist mm-hmm. that like worked out really well, and you could tell that like all right, like um, Supreme Clientele was like, am I saying that right? Clientele. Okay. Mm-hmm. Supreme Clientele. So <laughs> Supreme Clientele probably was like the catalyst for a lot of it because mm-hmm. I feel like that sound. Kind of like created like the uh, black exploitation mafioso coke rap genre, mm-hmm. and Rock Marciano really like ran with it. And I remember, um, so if you if you're on Twitter, there's a gentleman by the name of Dart Adams. Dart Adams is like very very like he's a super duper hip hop nerd from Boston, and he gets into arguments with people and everything like that. And like one day he was talking about how like Rock Marciano put out the best rap album of the past 15 years. Like, nobody's going to tell him any different. So, like, I was just like, okay, like, let me go check this dude out. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is that Rock Marciano from Flipmo Squad. Mm. And, like, I realized that, like, you know, he's kind of, like, in, like, the, from the same cloth of, like, uh, uh, Sean Price, where, like, you know, MF Doom, where, like, he's, like, very well-respected and known, but he just wasn't... um mainstream like he's right. very underground he has his audience he knows his fan base his merch goes crazy his vinyls can't you can't find his vinyls anywhere like they sell they sell out they come out a limited quantity and like he really like cornered his market um i think that he got like a taste of the the music industry while he was signed with Busta and then you know with Carson and i think that he he learned as much as he could mm-hmm. and like he comes from like really good tutelage cuz you got to think like Eric Sermon from EPMD Chuck D like there's a pipeline of like people from Long Island cuz that's what Rock where Rock Marcy's from that were able to really 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 teach him the game mm-hmm. and i think that like he made the most of it and i think that He's a prime example of like some artists that like complain and say, "Oh, I can't do this, I can't do that." Like they're just lazy because like he really did it, and from the looks of it, he's living quite comfortably. Yeah, I don't think he's. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't think he's struggling at all, and mm-hmm. I think he's at a place that I think a lot of rappers are getting to now, where like they realize that they don't need the fame and all of this other shit as long as they getting the money from the back end right. with with what they have. Because like I, I said on a couple episodes ago, like there's a there's DistroKid, I think is the name of it, where like these artists can't independently put their projects up and mm-hmm. get that money up front. Um, right. Just and, from and Rock has like respect from like the main dudes. Like yeah, Jay Z, you know, what I'm saying acknowledges him. I believe that Nas acknowledges him. So for me, it's just like if he if he gets that recognition, like Busta Rhymes is like his big homie, mm-hmm. so to say. You know, Q-Tip. Like there's like a whole like. One of the artists that all like thoroughly respects him. So it, I guess for him, he's like, what what else do I need? You know, and I and I have my fan base that's maybe like you know ten to twenty thousand strong. Yeah, that he that he knows for a fact. He probably like knows his like his core fans. I'm pretty sure he knows them on a first name basis. So yeah, I definitely think like what he did. Um, I don't know if, if if he directly influenced like West Side Gun, but I'm pretty sure West Side Gun saw some of the shit that he was doing was like, all right, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, and yeah, and a lot of these artists are taking what he's done. And West Hot Gun is a perfect example, actually, because he is producing his own stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's big on 
the presentation of things. Like Westside is known for that now, even though he's not as skilled as a rapper, mm-hmm. you know. But he's taking, he's living up to it on the business side of things. So, yep. yeah, for sure. You wanna um, know? You wanna know who would probably be like Rock Marciano if they didn't have like the biggest co-sign in the world? Oh, Royce. Royce, really? I think that Royce would be like, and I'm not saying it as like a slight to Royce. I'm saying like he's he's blessed that Eminem is his best friend. Mm-hmm. But like if M wasn't his best friend, I think Royce would still have a like great career. But he would be more like how Rock Marciano is like with um. like he has like a quote because it's like Royce like built that and like no one denies his rap ability. Yeah, and I think like there's fans that go directly to him for that. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually think that um, I know like, so. I think that, like, an artist like Lupe Fiasco, like, I think, like, now he's found his footing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think at one point, like, he probably could have learned a lot from Rock Marciano. Who? Uh, Lupe? Yeah. Mm, interesting. I, yeah, because you I gotta, think, yeah. When, when, you're, when you're first signed and, like, you get a label deal and you get all the bells and whistles that come with being signed to a major label, mm-hmm. you kind of don't want to go independent because it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of stuff that's on you. And if you don't have the 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 wherewithal to work through that on your own and, and like take and, and pretty much take the blame for everything on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard. And like Lupe, like you got to think like he had every coat on in the world when he first came out. Yeah. And there were a lot of things promised to him that just didn't work out. But we'll talk about that when we do. Yeah. Day. His, uh, you know, his executive, his, uh, his Chili. first album. Yeah. Chili mm-hmm. went to jail. Jay-Z dropped out of becoming the president of Atlantic. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll yeah. talk about that. That's a whole nother case. But mm-hmm. um, but we'll get into this album. This album um kicks off with Tech to a Mac. It's produced by Rock Marcy himself. Mm-hmm. How you feel about this one? Um, yo, it gives me black exploitation vibes of that. Um he raps very clear. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's like something that's very like forgotten in rap now, especially like with the new crop of um young younger rappers. Mm-hmm. Like they don't try to pronounce um, every word that they say, everything kind of like blends together. Yeah, like, it looks like they rap and run off sentences. Cause it bounces, cause it bounces off the beat right. a lot, and a lot of it is just a like quote unquote vibe in a right. way. But you hear every single word that Rock says. Yeah, like, I think what I like about this song, um, it kind of reminds me of Mob Deep. The, yeah. This this particular song, mm-hmm. and a lot of moments on this album actually. This yeah. this song actually sounds like it was produced by Havoc. Bro, like I'm telling yeah. you, like I feel like. Alchemist and Havoc are probably, I, I say Alchemist, Havoc, and RZA are probably his biggest influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is um, this is great. This is a great kickoff. Um, and I like I became familiar with Rock Marcy's shit like a lot later down the line. Definitely wasn't twenty twelve. I wasn't listening to him around then. So it was like years and years later. Mm-hmm. And then now to see where he's at now with like the kind of partnership that he's had with Alchemist and. Man, it's not enough great things to say about Elk. Like yeah. to have as much chemistry as he has with so many different artists is crazy. Yeah, I I, I say that right now. Like right now, Alchemist is the greatest um, rap producer alive. Yo, without question. Um, that'll take us take us into Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Alchemist, mm-hmm. Flash Gordon's produced by Elk. Mm-hmm. How you um, feel? I mean. He, like, this is a haunting beat. I really like it. Um, it's like, remember, like, when Jay-Z said, like, this is black superhero music, baby? Like, mm-hmm. I think, like, Alchemist gets it, and he's a white man. Yeah, yeah. Like, he really gets it. Like, Alchemist is, to me, is like Quentin Tarantino. 
where like he loves like a certain kind of like sound and you can tell that like he really like knows his shit like yeah. when it comes to production and you could tell I don't think Alchemist has any other hobby or interest besides making beats and music and I mm-hmm. feel like all he does is create dig mm-hmm. and come up with concepts and ideas for like creating music like yeah. I, I thoroughly he's, feel he's that such way. a he's such a rap nerd like yeah. he's just there's different what's so interesting about him as a producer is that like there's different chapters of his sound mm-hmm. like he had you know the 90s uh we gonna make it doesn't sound like anything he makes today absolutely not like at all and that was in 2001 mm-hmm. so it's like like bro like there's so many different levels and then even back then you know with shit that he was doing with mob you know even at the tail end of mob's career um it's just nothing like this nothing like this yeah um also like I, I need to find out if like Freddie Gibbs like if there's any influence on Freddie Gibbs from mm. uh, Marciano. I need to know that and and Smoke Dizza. Shout out to Dizza. Yeah. Yeah. I think um I could see I could see some influence. I think Gibbs. I don't know. Is Gibbs is in a weird spot right now too? Because I think he needs to he needs to be working on some new shit. That's one. But also like we don't see enough interviews from him. Yeah. I'm sure if he was asked. You know, he could, he would definitely name Rob Marcy. Yeah, I think I think Gibbs got a little bit too much dip on his chip with some of his rap beats and like he yes. kept getting into shit. And I yeah. think he's just chilling with his girlfriend, the bald-headed chick, mm-hmm. Amber Rose, Diet Amber Rose. Yeah. And like now he's just like living life. But like, yeah, um, that's like what I really, I, I, I get like that vibe. And I'm not talking about like um, rap style, but like as far as like the theme, because, you know, like he is like um, basically like in, on this, on this, on this project, like what I get from Rock Marciano, you ever seen the movie The Mac? The The Mac? Yeah. Back, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it gives me the vibes of like The Mac, where it's like, you know, like he's playing Max Julian, mm-hmm. the main character. Piece. And like he, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like like some like revenge flick or some shit like that. And he's just, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like pimps and hustlers around town with, with whole bitches and hoes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And like he's out and he's out for revenge or some shit like that. Like it sounds like one of those, like it's very cinematic. I haven't seen the Mac in ages. I should probably throw that on. Yeah, man. It's a classic. Um, that takes us into Not Told. Not Told is produced by Rock Marcy, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is smooth. The the production on this is crazy. I like the way it opens, and I absolutely hear Prodigy on this. Yeah, right? There's a lot of moments on this album that I can hear Prodigy on. Yeah. And I had to look it up, and I was like, how often have they worked together? They have a couple songs together from the past, but not many. Not many at all. Um, I think that's that's like the interesting thing too, because it's like I'm pretty sure like Rock Marciano has been in on a lot of sessions with like Prodigy or Raekwon, Ghost, you know, with those guys, and like they just probably be chopping it up, mm-hmm. but like they just listening to each other's music and shit like that. So it's pretty interesting. Um, another very 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 impressive rock marciano beat and like i said when we were talking about um the best producers right now Mm -hmm. i gave rock like a a honorary like um you know honorable mention Mm -hmm. for what he did with stove god cooks like he just like yeah he's he's definitely like a student in the game and like i feel like he soaked up like all the information he could get from people yeah i think stove god probably got some shit he's working on again too with rock marcy absolutely so i can't wait to hear that um so that takes us into Pistolier. Pistolier Son. is produced by the Alchemist again. Son. How you feel about it? Chef's kiss. This shit is beautiful. Yo, bro, like it's it's um 
it's funny because like I was listening to it and like Sarah was like, Yo, what is this? Like everything just sounds like really like like dark and like it's from the nineteen seventies. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Yo, like this is this is Alchemist. Like, yeah. This is like what he does. And it's funny because she knows Alchemist from um Fuck That's Delicious. Oh, okay. She was like that weird white dude that just be with them all the Yeah, <laughs> don't be talking. He just be in a cut. Smoking, high as fuck. He just be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much that's out. That's pretty much out. Mm-hmm. But no, this is this is dope. Um I like how I like how detailed he is with his lyrics. Mm-hmm. And um and you hear a lot of like when I listen to Rock Marcy, especially this time frame of him, I hear a lot of um you see a lot of what Action Bronson is like. Yes, that's another person that I meant to mention yeah. as well. It's like the, it's like it's like a group of them that like Alchemist fucks with, mm-hmm. and like they all like have like a sound that they like, and it seems like, and I guess because you know what, like they're they're older than us, right? Mm-hmm. So like they grew up in the eighties, so like they were influenced by the seventies. Yeah, yeah, right. So a lot of their music like just comes from that, and I had to like think about that, like damn, like. Soul sampling, but you got to think like all these dudes that are like in like in, in hip hop now, they grew up with their parents playing music from the seventies, so obviously like they would like those tracks. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like dudes from like our generation, like somebody like Hit Boy, would probably like use more like eighties influenced tracks, because, right? Like that's what they grew up hearing and, and so on and so forth, you know, with the sampling of hip hop as it goes. Yeah, seventy like, and it's not even that. I mean. We're not as old as these dudes, but like these 70s samples are like, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just feels different. It hits different. Um, but let me see here. Thugs, no, it's not Thugs Prayer that follows it up. Which one follows it up on yours? Is it 76? So the one that follows, so like there's like different ones, right? Yeah. So um, number five after the Alchemist track is Thugs Prayer Part 2. And then some of it is for two two zips, zips yeah. And but, I couldn't figure out is if they're the same song or if they're two different songs. Right? right. Nah, they're. I think they're two different songs. They're two different songs. Mm-hmm. So the version I I listened to the version where Thug's prayer, um, two zips is the song and mm-hmm. not Thug's prayer. But then it was like listed. So I just I was like maybe it's the same one because I know there's an original Thug's prayer, and yeah. I heard that one. But I did the I put. This one for two zips. Okay. Yeah. So no, I I know it as um from two zips as well. So for me for two zips um, it's kind of like, it's kind of a whole roundabout of like everybody that we mentioned so far. Mm-hmm. Everybody is kind of in that. And if you don't know, if you're not familiar with Rock Marcy, then you would think that his style is influenced by Bronson, Boldy. All these people, Raekwon even, mm-hmm. um, all these people that we named before, because this song kind of encapsulates all of their styles. Right, it encapsulates all of their styles, and it's and it's it's an infectious ass beat, mm-hmm. and it's in in vain of all of that. So like you're getting everything that like we heard like in the '90s from RZA and Ghostface and and, and um, Raekwon, right? Mm-hmm. And you hearing these flicks, and then like he details stuff so much. So like on the track, so on 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 Pistoler, right? That's like you know? P- Pistolier, I think. Pistolier. He detailed like I know I'm going back a track, but like he details like what he's wearing, like to his I think his Cazelle glasses, talking about the kind of gun he got. Mm-hmm. Like that was like 
And I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, he's giving me the vision and everything like that. Like, he's walking around like he's a bad motherfucker. Like, he's a bad man. Yeah. Um, I think... And that's and even just name drop, dropping Kazal, like that's not even some shit that niggas yeah. really wear because, like that yeah, now. Yeah, because I don't even think like they make like I don't think they're made to like I don't think they like manufactured as much as they were mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Definitely more when I think of Kazal, I think of paid in full. And yeah. um this nigga having them on. <laughs> um, I, um, you, um you talking about um um uh Kermit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kermit wore them and paid in full. Deeper is the next track and it's of course produced by Rock Marcy. How you feel about this one? Um, I'm really impressed by Marcy's production on this one. Um, mm-hmm. The choice of samples that he that he uses are like I can't get over it. I know we keep talking about it, but yeah. it's just like it's very like like I like I I, I want to make a movie and pretty much put put make this the soundtrack. Like I want to I want to write a film to the to reload it because mm-hmm. it it sounds like. It sounds like uh like the like the James it basically it sounds like this whole album was inspired by the James Brown song The Big Payback. Ah, that's a good call out. The Big Payback is crazy. Every time I listen to that song, even just to go on a tangent, like it the whole song is him getting ready for a fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, like he just in the mirror just angry. Yeah. The whole time. Um but no, that's a good that's a good call out. I didn't think about that. And this song, and he's, yeah, Rock Marcy is in his, I think, mid-40s. That's like a good time frame for him mm-hmm. to even be referencing some James Brown shit. Yeah. Um, like yeah, so Deeper deeper is followed by Death Parade. Yes. Which I think would have been amazing as like a, um, a machete flow with Prodigy. Oh, of course. That's all I kept thinking about with this song. So once I got to this part, all I can all I could say is like, yo, we gotta get Buster Rhymes flowers for his opera talent. Uh-huh. Like, um, I don't know if if it's like I know Buster Rhymes like can move the needle, but I don't think that um record execs like see the vision. And like the people that he fucks with are like very talented. Like even like him and um OT Genesis. Even though OT Genesis is the king of getting like the single deals, and, like, yeah, he still has to put out a full length project. Yeah, come out with a single, but I think that works for him. Yeah, it works for him perfectly. Like I think, like I don't think he's mad about it. Like it works. But like I remember, like when I was um, working at Greenhouse, and like OT Genesis had this song called Touchdown, and like I was like, yo, this is cheesy, but I get it. Like you know, he like he's from LA. Like you know, LA is like. Big and I mean LA is big on football and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And like I remember Buster Rhymes got on the mic and he gave like this crazy speech. Like he like and this was when like Buster was like overweight, so like you could tell like he was like talking and not taking a breath. And like he just was like, "Yo, this nigga is the next nigga up." Like and he was just like, like, like fire was coming out Stick of his of Buster. And like I just really think that um somebody like Buster probably just doesn't get didn't get the opportunities that he got as far as like being a, like a record executive mm-hmm. because of where hip hop went as far as like um executive like he was like a hip hop he's more of a hip hop purist and I just think that like in certain things like he just didn't have like that full on savvy but like he has an ear for talent and like that like you gotta think about it. Flipmo Squad had Rod Digger had um damn what's it um Rampage. Oh yeah like, I forgot Marciano, about Rampage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like 
it, like so like he knows talent like mm-hmm. he knows like who to fuck with and everything like that like you know when he started the, when he started open did the conglomerate like put out that project so it's a good rap album mm-hmm. like, so I think like Busta definitely knows like what to do and who to lean on and like what what to look for and shit like that like he understands that lane I think so too I think a lot of it though like Busta is just such a big personality in itself that like whoever he signs he's always gonna overlook them mm-hmm. yeah, well they're always gonna get overlooked by him mm-hmm. you know um 20 guns is what follows that up it's mm-hmm. produced by rock marcy this song sounds like um you remember you remember in the heat of the night yes yeah this yeah. song reminds me of in the heat of the night he starts, he's like told you bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> um oh, yeah. yeah this song this song reminds me of like that era of tv like it just sounds like some crime show um from the 90s that i and i used to watch heat of the night that yeah, shit went no, for like yeah i watched it too with yeah grandma and stuff like, like that. six I just, seven seasons like i said it just sucks that i wish that um that there was a way to there, i wish that there was a way to have um prolonged radio a little bit longer mm-hmm for it to be important because I feel that somebody like Rock Marciano kind of like deserves to have more recognition than he does. And I think that like he doesn't get it just because like now like that time has like kind of like passed. Mm-hmm. But like artists kind of like like artists in, in his lane, um, like would you just listen to it for like the lyrics? Not everything is about like production because other because other regions have like come up mm-hmm. and it's more about like a feeling or like something like all right, like everything that Rock Marciano is rapping about, like he's like he made this up, like you know what I'm saying. He's he's storytelling, like he's painting a picture, and like artists from like other regions, like is more so like is that motherfucker the realist? Like is he really like? Uh, yeah. And I feel like um a lot of New York like northeastern rappers, like you know, like they're nice, like they're they're wordsmiths, and like they can like tell a story, and I think that like now like that's not important anymore. Okay. Okay, I get that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, because it doesn't, and it kind of limits them. Yeah. It, it limits them because, like, it doesn't give them room for creativity if you're always worried about if some shit is real or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I get that. Because these people are storytellers at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and it keeps them out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I saw a tweet from... Um, from 21 Savage recently that was like, yo, Atlanta, we got to put these guns away <laughs> or whatever, right? So <laughs> somebody retweeted it and was like, and put, you know that, you know that white kid meme where he's making a face like this, like yeah. with some lyrics yeah. or whatever. And somebody put that face and it was like, I missed the body catcher. So it's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it so fucking funny because it's yo, like, bro, man. it's just entertainement. It's but. funny how like when certain artists after they like, make their money, like, they just be like, yo, man, you gotta stop killing Yeah, Bro, like, you killed 30 niggas. (laughs) On one song, bro. On one song. Um, But I get get the message. Mm -hmm. Um, It's followed by Peru. Mm. Peru's produced by Rock Marcy. Yo, when I heard this beat, it made me think of, like, all right, this is what I think of. This is the what I think of when someone asks me, do I like Brazilian music? Ah. This is like if you if you this is some next level like vacation. If you go over there and you play this, yeah, man, yeah, like I, and like and yes, I know Peru and Brazil are two different places, but what I'm just saying is, is like the sounds, like the the instrumentation that's mm-hmm. used, mm-hmm. it gives me that vibe. It's a very very like funky vibe, and I I just 
It just made me think about that. I was like, I bet you Quincy Jones will fuck with this beat. <laughs> nah, for sure. Andy, I have like 20 stories about Peru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I used to go over there and just... Yeah, <laughs> just tell us like what he just used to have women doing. Some shit. wild shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that takes us into Threat Count. Threat Count is produced by Q-Tip. Yes. How you feel about this one? Um, I like the metaphor for it. Like, you know, the, the higher the thread count, you know, the finer um, the the material is. Mm-hmm. Um, Body does. Obviously, we, you know, we, we did our episode, you know, saying that Q-Tip is like one of the goats and should be like recognized as such. I think that like he kind of like, you know, he's probably one of those people that get like embarrassed by compliments and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I really think that like Q-Tip like, is like he's an alien like he's not he's not from here like he's not one of us like he's very very like tapped in to doing things um in a very like special way like he he kind of like brought like well no he didn't bring it in because like Rakim brought jazz into hip-hop and um Pete Rock but what he was able to like do with sampling jazz and mm-hmm. bringing the you know the low end um, into uh, hip hop was very like it's just as instrumental as Dr. Dre. Um, what Dr. Dre did with G Funk, I know Dr. Dre is not the creator of G Funk, but what Dr. Dre did with G Funk is very cool to like what Q Tip was able to do with the low end. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, that's a that's a solid comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he said on here, he said, uh, "Bad bitch swinging in the hammock." I took a dip in the Atlantic and bit the salmon. It's slamming. That's some <laughs> yeah, like that's a metaphor. Action Bronson's jaw would fucking hit the floor. Yeah, I think Bronson would be like, "Nah, this is fucking." Great. <laughs> yeah, man. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I just think that uh, what like how like what he trying like who he's trying to impress like most like there aren't rap fans like that anymore because I think like people like our parents like they don't listen to rap that much anymore. Mm-mm. So like it's it's kind of like a, a dying genre. It's, it's it's like the like saying like classic rock and roll is like dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is crazy because I feel like um, people from our era don't really say rock and roll is dead. It kind of just it exists. It's just there, and right. we know how big it was as a yeah. genre. Like it's just crazy to me like that. Like rock bands like are pretty much like. If you if you already were if you got established before like 2012 as a rock band, like you're still like famous. But like yeah. new rock bands coming out after that, like you you see them at like festivals and shit. Be like who the fuck are they? Like mm-hmm. you know, that's this new rock band. Like they yeah. really good. Like and it's just like oh shit. Yeah, the OG rock bands from the 90s just always will exist, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Or like from the early yeah. 2000s. And there's no whatever. ageism in fucking mm-hmm. rock. Like yeah. that's the other thing that I Rolling I, Stones I like and still fucking go on tour. So they you bad know hips and all. Yeah, they can do whatever. Um, but yeah, so Thread Count is followed by Nine Spray. The drums, man. The drums are smooth on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's produced by Ray West. Yes. Um, no relation to Kanye West. And the drums are smooth on this. And I just, I was like listening to this and like, I I got on Savage Nerves, man. I, I played this a lot. And I usually um listen to music in my headphones, but I like played this in the car. I played yeah, this. this is way better listening. out loud yeah. on the speaker. Yeah, it is. You, you can hear a little bit more. Like mm-hmm. usually, like I, you know, I put in my AirPods or something like that. But nah, I play this shit loud. She like, ah, uh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, scaring the hoes. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's what she said. 
Um, she was like, you, you loving and scaring the hoes music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that gives us Nine Spray. And then, which is followed by Emeralds. Yes. A glare through the Cartier eyewear, then knocking newborn out the high chair. <laughs> Yo, this was, this is, to me, this is like something that like I would hear Dr. Doom walk into the room to. Yo. If you're not a comic book reader, Dr. Doom is the guy with the green cape that, that battles a Fantastic Four. Oh, man. That Giancarlo might be playing. I hope so, man. I don't want to play Professor X and Magneto. Let him, let him be Dr. Doom. That'll be... Or, or Mr. Sinister. I'm not mad at either one, but I think I think we'll get him as uh, Dr. Doom because I don't think we're going to get any X-Men stuff for a long time. And Giancarlo, like, he's not old, but, I mean, he's getting old. He up there. Yeah. I do. I did check his age the other day. I already forgot. But he's up there. He up there. Um, now, yeah, this is another solid one. This one is produced by Arch uh, Druids, I want to say. Yeah, the Druids. Druids? Yeah, okay. the Druids, yeah. They're a duo. They're like, you know, um, another one of those production teams that like make beats for niggas like Rock Marciano and mm-hmm. kill it. Yeah. And then um, this one, of course, is followed by The Man, mm-hmm. second to last track on this album. It's produced by Rock Marcy. Um, man, this is beautiful. Yeah. It's this song, of- this song, and this production, and and that's my thing that I keep harkening back to, right? Be, like with this album in itself, is the production because it's so, um, it's immaculate. The fact that he was on this type of wave two albums in, yeah. and he's not your, he's not your standard producer either. Like he's not just like in there just flipping shit, around. yeah, he fucking around. He's, he's playing around with samples. This one has a sample from Spirits of Love, which is uh, Ronnie McNair's uh, song. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knows what the fuck he's doing, you know? Um, for me, like, this song, like, is, like, it's, like, you know, all right, it's about to close. The movie's almost over. Like, you know, he's killed all his, his fucking enemies and stuff like that. Like, he's walking out, you know, bloodied, but, like, he's still walking and shit. And... Mm-hmm. Like he's saying, I'm the motherfucking man. Like he, like it just is is dope, man. Like it's like I'm gonna get you sucker is like a a parody of black exploitation films. But yeah, like it was actually done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, like Rock Marciano is like doing it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he he's killed everybody, he shot everybody up. He's done all that shit. So I just think like what he what he embodies and what he does. Is very impressive. Yeah, and I think I think the next time like he does something in New York, I think I'm gonna go to the show because I want to see what the what the crowd is like and what his live show is like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure with this new album come that's coming out. I think it comes out like next week or some shit. You're right. Um, yeah, I definitely yeah. gotta make sure I get that shit on my. Yeah. So like, um, and you know the packaging is gonna be amazing. Oh yes, absolutely. But uh, I think even with this new rollout, he's gonna do some shows. I know he has to probably like in Terminal Five or like you know. Yeah. I'm not mad at Something like that. I, so I, I, will, I will get tickets and I will be in, in attendance. That would be really cool. I think I'm down to do that too. Um, the album closes off with Sweet Nothings. Uh, it's, it's the Druids again. Mm-hmm. How you feel about this closer? Riding off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Fucked everybody up. You know, it's just like now it's the calm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. all, the, all, the, all the bullshit has happened and everything like that. And now he's about to go to like his condo. And chill, you know, and relax and watch the sunset. Like it's just common music right there. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. And um I think yes, this is like the ending credits type feel. Um 
And I didn't even think about this as like a concept type album until you brought that up. Mm -hmm. But thinking about it now, the way that it's even sequenced plays out that way. This is this was a great way to end this. Mm -hmm. And also, I just wanted to notate because um, I forgot to mention uh, the video for '76 is. Did you see the video for, for this? It's incredible. So it's like it's super simple the way that it's shot. It's um, but it has like this gritty, really gritty feel. I believe the the director's name was. Did I write the director's name? No, I didn't capture it here. But I could I could find that in a minute. But it's like. It's super New York, super gritty. Like, he's not even... It's one of those videos that's, like, just cinematic. He's not really even rapping the lyrics on it. It's, like, it has just these cutaways. It looked like some, like, cutaways from, like, New York Undercover type shit. <laughs> it looks that's great. Dope. Yeah, the way, the way it was filmed is crazy, crazy good. So I would recommend you guys checking it out. Let me see. Rock Marcy... I want to give the guy credit that did it. Damn. No, I can't find his name. But I would just say check it out if you guys get a chance. Um, it was distributed by Mass Appeal. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that brings us to the end of this album. How do you feel about this album overall? Um, this is like a solid album and... It makes me think, like, because, you know, we've done, like, you know, best albums of 2012 mm -hmm. and things like that. And I want to apologize for, to Rock Marciano for not mentioning this as one of the best albums of 2012. I also want to say that I give this a rating. Um, I give it four and a half out of five waffles. Um, I know this might sound, like, odd, but, like, I wish that there were more features on this album. Like, it feels like... That was the one thing that I felt was missing. And I think that, you know, he probably went in and locked in. He probably recorded this shit in a week, if that, yeah. by himself. You know, he did all the production. But um, I like sometimes when, like, there's features to, like, break things up on certain projects. And this project definitely deserved that. So mm -hmm. that's why I keep that half a while. I think um, that's that's a good that's a good explanation. I, I would give it a four and a half as well. I think this album is, it goes without saying how much it inspired um, the current generation of coke rap. So, like, you got all these rappers that, like, not necessarily new to the scene, but you could tell where the lineage is. Like, mm -hmm. you could tell that they got a lot of their influence from this guy. Like, this guy was a one-man band. Like, he did he did his shit himself. He's still doing it himself. Um, I think the vision is more clear now. And then you can't be a fan of Griselda and Boldy and all these people that we've been naming the past hour or so yeah. without tracing it back to this dude. So it's like Absolutely. you gotta give your respects to this guy if you like what's going on in, in um in that niche world of uh of rap right now. Yeah man. Um Mafioso Coke rap like he got a strong arm on it and I think a lot of people don't know but I, I hope that that changes very, very soon. I think it will. And I think um I think he's in that rare space where like Alchemist, where he's just getting more famous as it goes. Not more famous, but more notable. Um, because Alk has been in the game since the early 90s. Yeah. But, like, he's managed to stay around because he's been consistent. He's reinvented himself. He works with other artists. He works with new artists. So it's like he kind of just keeps going. And I think that's what's happening. That's that's what's going to happen with Rock Marcy because he's producing for a lot of newer artists, too, that's in this field. Mm. So. Yeah, I'll give it that. You could take us home. 
But yeah, that's been it. Um, I would recommend you guys checking out Reloaded, man. It's a really solid project from Rock Marciano. And I look forward to his new shit. Um, I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian B. We out of here. Right, These are their stories. Dun, dun.